Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. I'm Chiego Dunham. And I'm Jake. <laughs> Hello, Jake. <laughs> Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Uh, Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies, one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute is another way to say that. So, Jake, uh, tell us where you're from. I am from the Dark Knight Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and have some fun with Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy one minute at a time or minute by minute yeah and mm-hmm. you can find us on most podcatchers and we love talking batman but i'm excited to talk some some ghibli some right on. Nausicaa. right on yeah. right on and what uh real quick what movie are you on currently we are finishing up begins and then we have we'll take a little break and then we'll go into the wonderment that is the dark knight yeah right on all righty so okay. today on uh, Ghibli Minute, we are talking about Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind. Minute 101. Minute 101. Starts with Kushana leaving to go get... Something. Something. Do we know? I, we know what it is. We right? know what it is. It's yeah. the God Warrior. <laughs> and, uh, and it ends with Pajit soldiers about to fire on Nausicaa as she kind of floats off of Mev. Yeah. Well, I thought it was great because it's you have... In kind of in these minutes, we have 101 Omus about ready to go destroy the <laughs> the valley. Right. It's what it it's what it looks like. You know, they've been gathering one minute, one ohm per minute this <laughs> whole yes. time, slowly just building up those ranks, ready to go do to attack. It's not like they're giant beasts that can destroy pretty much anything if it was, even if it was just one of them. Right. Yeah, it's true. Kind of need <laughs> at least like five. <laughs> You know, at least five, you know, you know, back up just in case, yeah. you know, some guys, guys sitting on the bench will, mm-hmm. will, you know, they'll, they'll be there just in case. But yeah. Right. You do see Kushana, like in the, in the end of our minute, you know, it says, you know, if it doesn't work, you know, and go. And then she rides off majestically on her tank. Yeah. Right yes. at the beginning. Yeah. With that glorious power pose that I love. With the hand on. With a hand on the hip. Hand on hip. One that's of, that's that's how I record all the time is just one hand on the hip so I feel powerful. <laughs> nice. That's right. <laughs> no, and, and yeah, then we cut away to Pegite Warriors. Like now, they call it in the script a flying jar. A flying jar. Yeah. Oh. Th- that 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 hover that hover pod or whatever. Hover. Yeah, I called it a pod. That's what it looked like to me. Kind of looks yeah. like the. I would say basically the bottom of a hot air balloon, but it doesn't have a hot air balloon mm-hmm. on top of yeah. it. That's what I've always thought it was. And, and like, I always wondered, how is that thing flying? How are they like maneuvering it? Apparently it has an engine, but we don't discuss that for like a couple more minutes. Yeah. But like, but like, it's funny. They have like, they're using just guns, but they have these flying jars. So like, I feel like the technology is very mis. I don't know. It's mysterious. Yeah. 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 Cause it's like you flying jar, but we only have bullets. Like really? They don't just have bullets. I mean, they they send out like sixteen rockets. Oh yeah, well, that's true. I don't know well, where they, those come from, right? Uh, probably yeah. from the I don't know the bottom of the flying jar. They're actually in there, like you know, fireflies. They're just spinning around, and all of a sudden they release them. Hmm. I don't know. I yeah, just, it just seems really <laughs> it just seems really odd to me at this. You know, it, and like her flying like glider. I don't know. It, yeah, apparently. It's like it has a le- an engine, but like she just she flies it just by like leaning and like makes it super maneuverable. Now I love Studio Ghibli, but I and I know it's an anime and a cartoon, but sometimes you want things to like measure up a little bit. 
But then you look at all of, you know, all the works in Studio Ghibli, that's not going to happen. Well, no. that's, that's your problem with the ecosystem, right, Dad? Yeah, I mean, I love this movie, but <laughs> yeah, there are right. holes pretty much everywhere you look. Yeah. yeah. My big thing is just the the central <laughs> the central the central theme of the movie is this uh, forest of decay and how it's supposed to clean the earth and I can't mm-hmm. figure out how it works. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that, it's it's just like how you don't I you just like you know I love the movie as well but it's just like how do certain things work and certain things don't it's like they have like these advanced flying machines but they're living in like these crappy houses yeah 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 and no radio no radio and, at all but they but they have flying jars and flying ships and it's like come on if you if you have those you would have figured out you know maybe ways to communicate we're just saying yeah right like at least like a couple cars not just tanks like trucks, or, you know, like trucks, yeah. yeah, yeah, or like uh, you know, birds that you ride around. <laughs> yeah, the horse, the claws. horse claws, yes, yeah, the, the ostriches, yeah. You know, it's it's like a it's like chocobo in like Final Fantasy, mm-hmm. like areas like you have like these riding birds, and yep. the, no one has a car or like, but you have like these flying machines. Like, what's going on here? Yeah, this doesn't seem very weird. Like, I could see like the the out of town, like the farmers using like birds and horses and that type of thing, mm-hmm. but it's like. If you're like in a colonized city, it's like why aren't you using this as well? You're still producing pollution, but yet you're doing it only with flying machines. Yeah, well, yeah, we don't know yeah. what the, exactly the fuel is that they uh, that they use, but yeah, I, yeah, that was one of my questions as well early on: is what is the fuel that they use to power these aircraft, and, and how much pollution is it generating? We've joked around about these tri crystals. <laughs> Yeah, in the, in the manga, there's uh, at one point when they're uh, when she's like pushing the gunship. I think uh, she's test flying it. Somebody's like, "The tricrystal is almost at full power." <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what a tricrystal is. Yeah, and I was like, "Well, I just feel like they're about to shout down to Scotty. Scotty, we need more power." <laughs> and they're saying, "He's come up. I'm giving it all she's got, Captain. The tricrystals are can't are just gonna blow. They're gonna you crack." Know, <laughs> I know, they're gonna do something they're gonna explode and then then we'll all be food for the omu they're gonna shatter <laughs> right i don't know it's just like i thought it was like you know how she takes off the in the kind of the beginning of the film when she's like finds the omu husk mm-hmm. or yeah. body yeah yeah, like, yeah. Maybe, maybe they're just like cutting up dead omu or like using those to like fuel their jets i don't know it's it's one of the things that yes we kind of they're they're good about building this world but when we want like more details it doesn't kind of give you a whole lot yeah it doesn't hang together yeah but you know we get back to the what's going on in a minute <laughs> yeah it's a very it's I mean it's a very abrupt cut from Kushana yeah to you're right into bullets flying right at Nausicaa I feel like Nausicaa in, in like these set of minutes Chenner's her inner Neo. Shout out to Matrix Minute, but like she dodges bullets like and missiles like nobody's business. Honestly, <laughs> I I'm so appalled how she doesn't get shot until later this week, throughout the entire movie. Like when it's, she was running away from the yeah. Pajit battleship, yeah. or the was it Tomekia? Was it the Tomekian battleship that she was running from? Like in the air, going the Corvette, to, yeah. yeah, the Corvette, yeah, the last, and they pass. were shooting at her, and she missed, like it missed her. One hundred percent. I know it's like they, it's like they're all stormtrooper trained. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, I just it's it's one of the it, you know we've always discussed this on our show a little bit is you know just the protagonist luck. 
Mm-hmm. You know, all the protagonists yeah. in most of our movies just have insanely good luck. That's why they should play the lottery. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, you know, like they always get missed or like, you know, like some of the good films, like you still see like the good guy takes some damage, but he's able to push through yeah. the pain or push through, yeah. you know, being overpowered. But like, then there's a lot of them where there's just like super like good luck. And, and... that reminds me of that one family guy uh, episode <laughs> with a, one of the star Wars parody episodes where they're in the millennium Falcon. And somebody says, we're in so much danger. And uh, Peter's like, we've got three or four of the main characters on this ship. I think we'll be fine. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so true. It's, it's so... not like, it's not like game of Thrones where they'll just kill anybody. Yeah. True. Yeah. yeah. Where, where like where this like in the protagonist like good luck like this and like most superhero movies they're gonna generally be fine yeah yeah because like we look at bruce wayne you know in in batman begins he's in the mountains of tibet this whole ninja compound is exploding and yet he gets out just fine and yet he still has the ability to save his his buddy that got him into the to the League of Assassins, and he gets out just fine, and then he's able to make it back to Gotham. And like, even though he's taking down bad guys, still, yeah, he's okay. He's a okay, perfectly well and functioning. Yeah, like they kind of show it like later on in the trilogy that Batman has like messed up his knees and like is yeah. being hurt, but you never, you never really like see it. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's, that's like the same Doctor as in uh, Spider-Man Two, right? Yeah, pretty much. I would say so. I think it's the same actor. Yeah. Yes. Like the doctor that examines uh, Batman in that. Oh, yeah. Right. It's the same doctor. It's wearing the Grateful Dead t shirt and (laughs) Spider Man 2. We need to talk to Scott Crowley and see what he does because he's about to start up Spider Man 2. It's like crossover moment. Yeah. I was wondering if maybe they can't hit her because they don't have a good mount. Oh, yeah. Right. Machine gun. It's a little awkward. We talked about this. But they do. They do. do. And they still miss. I don't know if it's in know, this it's minute just... or the later minute, but the, it's a pretty good. They've got. It seems like they've got a, a nice stand for that gun. They should be able to it... to to hit her or at least yeah, get close because, like, or yeah, at least, they're like, least well trained. Like, cut off some of her hair on the side, you know. <laughs> yeah, do something like have it like hit her shirt, and you see like a bullet hole go or, through. Like, nick her ear. It's like oh, or something. Well, she doesn't get hit until she stops like flying. Yeah. It's right. when she like gives up the controls and stops kind of swerving around. That's mm-hmm. when she gets hit. <laughs> I think like these these um the Pegite warriors, the gunners. I think they need some LASIK eye surgery, but because of <laughs> all the the chemicals that are in the air, it, it just keeps affecting their eyes. That's why you know oh, most people are always be. wearing goggles. Yeah, yeah. so maybe they've got bad eyesight. Yeah, so maybe you know they shouldn't be wearing the masks just over their, their nose and mouth. Yeah. They yeah, they should have like the full doesn't they seem need, to like, help the, f- the Tomekians who have the soldiers who have those the full helmets though. <laughs> Look through right. a telescope through the, the grates of their helmets. Yeah, but they could yeah, they could have some macular degeneration. Yeah. Like everybody has glaucoma. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that and that's why they think that these there's these really big bugs around and it's really they're just smoking some la- laser lettuce oh, and God. just tripping. <laughs> it's just- Normal bugs, or just like you know, buffalo or something coming out. Whoa, dude! Look dude. at that huge insect. Yeah. Okay. Are we are we really here? Is this real life, or is this just fantasy? You know, caught in a landslide. You know. And then this this guy's about to say like, "Mama, I just killed a girl." Yeah. But um, you know, yeah, you kind of see them shoot at her, and like the gunner's like, you know, they one of the younger gunner, I would say, the young guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like is like doesn't want to shoot her. He's just yeah. like let's hear her out for a second, dude. Like, could you chill out? 
That's... It's like, we got to listen to her, man. Yeah. Maybe she, maybe she has reasons. Maybe she's having a feeling right now. <laughs> maybe she has this mysterious power that no one can explain. <laughs> right? She's just like making guys fall in love with them one glance at a time. <laughs> one on her... glance at a time. Yes, uh, on her glider yeah. with her with her pet fox squirrel. Yeah, but this is again a point, you know, an instance where the conceit of yeah, people can will hear her. She's shouting. First of all, you're flying through the air. Mm-hmm. This huge wind noise. They've got some. They've got oh, some engine yeah, that's making right. noise. Plus, they're firing a machine gun. They're not going to hear you, honey. <laughs> it's just not going to happen, sweetheart. No. I mean, maybe he can see her mouth move. Yeah. Right? So, oh, we should. He's not good. He doesn't have he good doesn't enough eyesight to like to, to hit to her, hear, but, but, he can, but he can but he can read lips. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it works for me. Yeah. I I don't know. It's just it, it's hilarious, and I love how the bullets are purple. Yeah, like they're this bright pink purple. But, yeah. So do you think do you think these are all tracers? Maybe that's why they're not hitting her is because all they've got in the in the magazine are tracers. <laughs> it makes sense to me. <laughs> It's just funny because, like, honestly, she's moving and she's moving around, and the bullets like are just flying past her. But as they're coming out of the gun, she comes around, and if you look at the flying jar, it looks like on kind of like the sides, there's these circular things, and oh, that's yeah. where those missiles come out of. Yeah, those that's where the missiles come out of. But like, where are they stored? Right. Right. Like, in the how belly are they, of the who's jar. Firing them. So they're just they coming stored? up like they're they're stored like in the on the bottom, and there there's like just some like belt or oh. or conveyor where they're like coming up through the wall is that what we're seeing I, oh, just I know, like... they come out they come out in super quick succession too yeah. yeah like you think of like like an apache helicopter it has like the blocks that have the missiles in them right yeah mm-hmm. and i can see those firing simultaneously because it's all like right there but like this looks like it's coming out of one hole quick in succession yeah it's kind of like and... bursts of four or five yeah 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 and she's just like she's flying like a bird you know yeah. like a bird plane and it's just like and it, He's like, you know, we should listen to her out. It's like, and, he, and the older guy with his little mustache and goatee is like, anyone who interferes deserves to die. And they're trying to get that little bleeding to death baby Omu. On, how much blood does do an, does an Omu have? Good question. That's a good question. Yeah. Because that's an... in these in in this weeks of minutes, like you see him, you see that that Omu bleeding profusely. Yeah, very. Slaughter's lost a lot. Of blood. Yeah, a yeah. lot of blood. I feel like you know it should be dead already. <laughs> it should, it shouldn't even be like crawling it's just dead i guess it's pretty yeah well, so it's... maybe some of those uh maybe some of those things sticking out of it maybe they just filled those with like uh, transfusions well it looks like hooks and um missiles yeah missiles so... filled with uh with a with ohm plasma yeah ohm plasma and a coagulant <laughs> you know to make those wounds heal up a little bit <laughs> I don't... yeah but they don't it's... really need it to be alive to bait the rest of the herd right well, I feel like it does because that's what's drawing the herd to them. Yeah. Because like they're it's... the Omeo send out their little telepathy oh, screeches. Okay. So it does mm-hmm. need to be alive. Yeah. yeah. So if it died, the Ohm swarm or the stampede they probably like would mourn like... for like I don't a hear it anymore. Seconds, and then well, they, you know they'll have like a wake and like bring some of those poisonous flowers and lay <laughs> them down by the by yeah. the lake of acid. <laughs> but you know, and, then and they're just carrying go back it around. To their rage. Yes. Rage, rage is rage powers everything. Yeah, and like she's flying around, you know, and like yeah, the older guy saying, you know, here she comes, let her get in close. And this whole minute, like when I was watching it over and over again, just kind of like thinking about things. Mm-hmm. The young guy just like looks at her, and all of a sudden, like his eyes get really wide. Yeah, uh, and then I feel like you know 
Journey needs to pop on with open arms <laughs> and just like have that blasting, you know? Because here she comes with with, with open, arms. open arms. That's right. It's like a, a montage of like the bo- like the guy seeing like the woman of his dreams for the first yeah. time, and they. Totally. <laughs> you know, it's either that or or, or oh, what's that song? Leo say one of those dream weaver. Yeah, and like her, wanna... she like looks towards him, and her hair is like in slow motion. I love the she, uh, like... the flapping of her, the sleeves of her dress. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I know. I feel like it's also like that boys to men, boys to men song. I'll make love to you. <laughs> you know, just like kicks on, and that's what that's what the younger guys thinking right now, and the older guys like, you know, thinking of like let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> like he just wants to kill her. <laughs> A lot of a lot of music references in <laughs> yeah. Nausicaa. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, he really does. He just stands there, and like, you know, the dress is flapping. She's just standing there, and he's just like, <gasps> "I'm in love. <laughs> the, my heart, it cannot take it anymore." And he's like, for a good few seconds, like he's just staring at her, and you see like Tato pop over on his shoulder. Yeah. I want my own. Yeah. I want my own fox squirrel, but I want one like that. I don't want a, you don't want... a real life. I don't want this world's fox squirrels. They're not as cool. No. Maybe but... it, maybe he's reacting to the fox squirrel. Maybe he's like, I need me one of maybe those. That's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> he's he's secretly a member of PETA, so he hates himself for hurting the omu. That's right. Oh. <laughs> you know, Pejai, PETA, it's close Sticking enough. Sticking yeah, the fox and... squirrel saying, is that a human child? <laughs> <laughs> He's like Yupa, he can't tell the difference oh between God. a human child. <laughs> small rodent. I was like, ah, oh, I can't I can't hurt it. It's just so small and defenseless. Kinda <laughs> like a baby omu. He's got his he's got issues, this this the young Pegite warrior. Yeah. yeah. And if he's a member of PETA and Naushka's got this like animal and she's like, Don't hurt the baby, like that's his woman. That's his dream girl, Naushka. <laughs> Because she's an activist for bugs. Oh, he's gonna start <laughs> yeah. singing. He's gonna start singing some um, "Don't Take the Girl." Oh, sung by Creek. What's his name? <laughs> Tim McGraw. It's like instead of going fishing, she was flying her glider around. <laughs> don't take that girl. Uh, you know, and he's just like it's just kind of funny. Then that, when that's when like as the minute ends, we get the other Pegite warrior who's like wants to kill everybody. Pushes you know the young gunner away yep. and grabs yeah. the machine gun, and then Nasca jumps off her glider yeah yeah i feel like this older man is the brother of the mayor of pajit i don't know why because he's got the they have similar beards no it's just i think the just the attitude the attitude yeah yeah he just wasn't loved enough as a child (laughs) that's why he wants to kill everybody yeah he because literally that's why they're taking the omu to you know go kill everybody basically you know he's gotta he's gotta sit down and and have a chat with nausicaa there and and discuss the emotions Mm-hmm. And he's got to listen to the wind, and he's got to learn to paint with all the colors of the wind. <laughs> so, Jake, what? Uh, how did you? What's your? What was your first encounter with Ghibli? Or you like your first exposure to uh, Studio Ghibli? Um, growing up, I always like. I have a brother that's a year older than me, and he introduced me to kind of like the anime at that time. At the time, the only thing that you really get over here was like Dragon Ball Z, and then like started mm. coming up with like Pokemon and like Yu Gi Oh. Yes. Okay, and then we've. We found the film Princess Mononoke. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, at our local, you know, blockbuster when there was one. Yeah, um, and we rented it, and that was my first exposure, and that became one of my. F- it's still one of my favorite, you know, anime films that I got to this day, and that's kind of like one of the spurns, uh, like you know, that spurned the fire that you know 
that gave me like, oh, I want to find out what other films that he's done. And yeah. he's done some really, you know, and, you know, Studio Ghibli, you know, it's always done, you know, Hayao Miyazaki's done some great films. Yeah. And then there's some really difficult films to, to watch that he's done just yeah. in terms of like theme and like, you know, I don't know if it's just like getting through it, but like, but I agree with the I, so I, yeah, that was, that was the next one. That's the one that like, that's like, I've tried watching so many times and I, I can never get through it. Yeah. I just, mm, yeah. it's just one of those things that I, I haven't like, I love my neighbor Totoro, you know, Castle in the Sky, good Kiki's delivery service. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think it probably came in when Princess Mononoke, then Kiki's Delivery Service, and that was kind of like the ones that kind of like brought those in, and then Spirit Away, Howl's Moving Castle. I like Tales from Earth, so it was a little different. Yeah, Ponyo, you know, growing up being a Disney child, like I watched it, I'm like, it's not bad, it's just not my cup of, you know, singing princess that lives in the water. Is it, <laughs> then, there's other other versions of the uh, the Little Mermaid that of you... Of the same story. Of the same story, yeah, that you prefer. Oh, I actually had to write yeah. an essay on that in Japanese about how Ponyo's a Japanese retelling of the Little Mermaid. How did that go? I, it was fun. We got to watch Ponyo in class, and then I had to write in Japanese. Did you talk about the big Wagner influence at all? No. No, it's huge. Yeah, it's yeah. huge. <laughs> it's like it's like Little Mermaid meets like Tristan and Assault or something. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ponyo, fishy in the sea. What can you do? It's just like it's got a cross of like a lot of like I said. I feel like it's kind of a it is a telling of that type of story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just a little bit different for me, and but I still enjoyed it. So how about this movie, Nausicaa? When did you first see this? Nausicaa, probably early 2000s. Oh, wow. A while ago. When I, yeah, a little while ago. Like, you know, it's just, that's probably when I first got the first iteration of it. I I watched it, you know, in Japanese with subtitles. And I don't mind reading. I don't mind the subtitles for Japanese because most anime that we get over here is going to be subtitled anyways. Every once in a while you get it dubbed and sometimes you listen to the voices in the English dub. It's not as good as the Japanese or vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. But... That's when I first saw Nausicaa and still enjoy the movie um, more than my wife does because my wife got me the Studio Ghibli collection for Christmas. I think it was um, three or four years ago. And that's when I started going through a lot of like rewatching some of the older movies. And I'm like, all right, now I know which ones are not my favorite and which ones really <laughs> are. Yeah. And I've, I've always enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to, I don't know how many more he's going to be doing because he's got like, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 like, films. He's doing another one that's coming out in 2021 called How Do You Live? Yeah. Is what it looks like. Yeah. I haven't heard anything about it, but mm-hmm. it's just like, that's a lot of films for one man to do. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's him and uh, Isao Takahata, right? Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Those right. two directors. Yeah. Like it's director and screenwriter. They're like, yeah. they're their they're their own dynamic duo, I would say. Yeah. So have you seen like any of the uh any of like the pre Ghibli stuff? Like Miyazaki did uh a loop on the third movie. Castle of Cagliostro. Castle of Cagliostro. I've seen it once. I haven't watched yeah. it in a while, so I'd, it's not fresh in my memory. And then there's this uh, the Isao Takahata. He did uh, a movie that uh, Miyazaki, I think, did like the backgrounds on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little bit harder to find. Horus, Prince of the Sun. Mm-hmm. It's wild. I've watched. I've I've watched like Lupin the Third oh, okay. and like stuff mm-hmm. like that. But he's done. But like in you know kind of like that kind of stuff. But yeah. I haven't watched a lot of his stuff. That's why you know it'll be good to see you know as more comes out kind of what they do together and but i'm excited if we're talking jap you know japan that japanese batman movie that 
Oh, oh yeah. I'm excited to see that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that looks pretty sweet. I didn't think to it was real. To kind of bring it all together. At first. Oh, you didn't think, you <laughs> no, I didn't like think it was real. I thought it was someone like who like decided to do it for fun, but it's real. And I was like, oh. Like that uh, blind swordsman <laughs> trailer. Yeah. I don't know. The sad thing is like you get some people that are just really good about faking everybody out. Like when they make like these really good trailers and you're like so excited because that's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. And then you find out it's fake. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see that? Uh, I think it got taken down, unfortunately, but somebody Wait, really? did a trailer for like a, um, it was a fake trailer for a new uh, Zatoichi, the blind swordsman. Oh, yeah. Uh, and uh <laughs> He's fighting all these like weird kind of uh, sci-fi kind of gang of villains, like some guy with like a steel jaw yeah. and all this other stuff. And then the last one, this last stranger is unmasked kind of at the end of the, the trailer. It turns out to be the Predator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah. All right. Anything else on uh, Minute 101? Um. Um. So... This young dude who's falling in love with Nashka, yeah, comments that Nashka is Lestel. Does he say that? He here? says he says that in this minute. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that's Lestel. No, that's Lestel, and that I have questions. Yeah, what are those questions? Was Lestel a character kind of like Nashka, where she was kind of all forgiving of like insects and was peaceful overall, like a pacifist? Or I don't know how he found this connection. <laughs> well, she's wearing. Oh, the dress right. of the handmaiden, right? right? Of Lestelle's handmaiden, right? Right. It's kind of yeah. like the Padme or Sorbet or... <laughs> the, <laughs> the Star Wars issue where they have like, you know, the princess pretending yeah. to be one person. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's I the... Gotcha. The Sorbet or Charday or what were the other handmaiden's names? I don't know. I can't remember either. I... I haven't watched I, the prequels enough to I kind of really blocked care. those out from memory. <laughs> I kind of block those out from memory, kind of like the movie we forementioned on, um, uh-huh. about, uh, you know, from Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah. <laughs> just one of those films that we just kind of block yeah. out from memory. So we think this is Lestelle's outfit, like her dress? Would, I guess. I can't remember what she was wearing when she died. Was I, it, it looked pink? Kind of, I, I pulled it up and it's kind of, it looks orangish. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. It's like orange. There's a pink part and then there's like an orange part. Like it looks kind of like that. What about the, did I'm, she have an emblem on her chest? She was I don't think she, so. It looks like a button. Oh, that's right. She yeah. had that button-down oh, yeah. dress that uh-huh. Nausicaa looked into and then quickly... <laughs> again. Yeah, you'll be fine. I think, I think she's ha- <laughs> we're having a, a, an issue of mistaken identity right now. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. she looks familiar, yeah. but it's not quite the same person. So this yeah. guy was in love with Lestelle, is what oh. we're saying. He was really... Mm-hmm. He had this far-off crush that could never come to be because he's just a, a peon machine gunner, and she was the princess. <laughs> Sad. There's a subplot for you. There you go. That's you know that's just kind of what it looks like. You know mm-hmm. she's kind of in like that orangish outfit that has that little kind of like low collar. It's not like a V-neck because it, like it goes down and then it like kind of like I don't know. It's like it cut out, but it looks like there's a button there, and she's got her little hat on. I'm guessing her it looks like her and Nazca have the same color of hair, but yep. Maybe, like I said, yeah. I'm guessing it's just a case of mistaken identity. Oh, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Thank you. You know, I, I do talk about uh, the world's greatest detective, so sometimes I like to do some detective work <laughs> for myself. <laughs> right. Okay, anything else? Nope. Nope? Okay. Like, I just, I'm still wondering how that Omu survives for the next... Four minutes. <laughs> this whole week. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, maybe we'll find out. 
on the next episode of Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. <laughs>